It's me, your friendly neighborhood hexagon announcer from the EFC, Shane the Duke Wellington, and you're listening to The Takedown. Yeah, can you just say before we start? Can you just like say like a couple random sentences? Because like I feel like it's com- it's going in and out, and I just want to make sure that I can hear you. She sells seashells on the seashore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Cool. Celeste, thank you very much for taking the time out of your schedule to come in and chat with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. So we know you started your career as a body fitness model. Uh, what made you decide to turn to the world of professional wrestling? Um, so, um, just diving right into it. Sorry. (laughs) Um, so I like was, I don't know, my brother was a big, a big fan of, of professional wrestling and he's only like a year and a half older than me. And so like, I wanted to do everything he did. And so when we were like little kids, I used to watch it with him and, um, then like I got older, kind of just forgot about it, didn't have any interest in it. And then, um, I got really into like bodybuilding and, and fitness and, and stuff like that. And, through that, I met someone who we're actually still friends. I met, um, he, his name's Ryan and he was actually in the WWE's developmental program back when it was still FCW located in Tampa. And, um, this before the NXT days. And, um, he basically was, I think he was trying to work out a situation where he was, um, going to be like a talent scout or something like that. So he, um, hooked us up with, uh, the talent recruiting, um, portion of, of the company and we um, my best friend and I sent in like pictures and bios and all that stuff because I had I had actually recently kind of gotten drawn back into it um, as I became more and more like obsessed with like uh, mus- you know being muscular and being super fit and stuff and like I, I started really paying attention to like Beth Phoenix and she was like one of my super idols and ended up being one of my mentors when I actually, um, was, you know, when I made it to the roster. So that was like a really cool thing. Um, and then, so, uh, once I submitted like, you know, all my stuff to hopefully get a tryout, um, they selected my friend and I to both to, uh, I was living in Texas at the time from Houston, Texas. Um, they flew us to Tampa, which is where the uh, developmental center was at that time. And they flew us out for a week. Um, so basically the concept was, and I'm sure the trial process is much different now, but um, they basically wanted you to like live the life of what it's like for a full week. So you're in there, you're training, you're learning um, stuff on the mic. And like I had literally zero, zero training, um, had no idea what I was doing, didn't know like my ass from my face <laughs> in the ring. And um, I loved it. And then like, I think on the second day, um, my best friend was like, I don't like this. Like she's really, really like, she's just knows what she wants, what she doesn't want. And she was like, I'm going back home. And I was like, Oh my God, don't leave me. But I was like really excited to stay. Cause I, I just fell in love with being in the ring and the aspect of it because, um, I had done a, maybe like five, uh, figure competitions on stage for, um, bodybuilding. And, um, I really, really loved being on stage and, and being in the spotlight and all that. But I felt like it was such a like dimensional, like a one dimensional side of who I am. Um, and then wrestling was like an outlet to be this like fully dynamic, um, version of myself with, you know, athleticism in the ring, um, you know, being able to have like 
character and personality and you know not just it wasn't just about the way you looked so I was I just fell in love with it like immediately very cool and I mean um working with the promos on the microphone and they taught you all of that was that tough to pick up <laughs> so I'm one of those people like I have no shame <laughs> and so what I so what it was like a group of us and it was me uh and one other girl and then a couple of guys at the tryout. And so um, Wednesdays was like promo day where you go and you get in the ring, you cut a promo, you have a minute. And for everyone who was trying out, it was basically like, you know, tell us who you are, why you're here, why you want to be here, you know, you know, sell yourself. And I kind of knew that I was going to have to do that on Wednesday when I, when I came to the school the first, you know, on Monday. So I was like, I kind of had like two days to prepare for it. And so I was like racking my brain. I was like, what can I do to stand out? Like, I want to be different and um, I just don't want to go up there and say, you know, hey, my name's Celeste and I like stuff and then freeze. <laughs> and so I did this whole like skit from SNL. It was so stupid. And um, at the time I was like, either they're going to like love it or they're going to just tell me to leave immediately and to never come back. <laughs> um, so like it, it was really funny. And um, I asked, uh, I his his name at the time when he when we were in the de developmental was Derek Bateman, um, and he I I didn't know him I literally had just met him and I asked him to be in the skit with me and he was like sure he you know, he has no shame and he was excited to do it and we did it and like it's because like when when you do these promos like in the promo class it's like you're in the ring you have a microphone and it's all of your peers literally everyone in the school and then that week. Um, a lot of like people from the office were there, like Johnny Laurinaitis and, you know, all the coaches and, you know, Dusty Rhodes was there, um, Dr. Tom, Norman Smiley, all that. And I, you know, all of it was new to me. I was so, so like terrified by that. But so, so when we finished the, um, the skit, it was literally like dead silent. You could hear like a pin drop on the floor and I was like, oh my God, um, what did I do? And then like all of a sudden, like Johnny Laurinaitis just starts like a slow clap. It was like out of a movie. And then like he was laughing and then because it was so weird, like none of the, like, the talent or the wrestlers there were like, do we laugh? Do we clap? Like, what is this? And so I like really like think that that moment was what kind of got, I don't know, like helped me get signed because it was like such a out there thing. And, um, and it was just like unexpected. And, and like, that's, that's how I wanted to make my way into the the business instead of it just being like how I looked or whatever. So I was like, really, um, I, I kind of set the tone with that, I think. And, and then that actually, that, that, um, um, kind of like not caring what other people think about you is what I took with me. Um, when I, when I was on NXT because that, that show, um, it was the, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but I, you know, when I, went up on NXT and it was different. It was a reality-based elimination show. Um, there was a lot of segments on that show that were like really embarrassing. And, um, you know, they were made to like put us really under pressure, put us on the spot. And like that mentality is what I uh, took with me when I went into that, um, that, that show. And I think it helped me a lot to get through all those like really embarrassing, tough moments. The thing about NXT, you know that you won season three. And I just wanted to know, how was it working with Vicky Guerrero? Well, so I'm, I'm internally grateful for Vicky because first of all, she's like an incredible human. And, uh, when I first started, so just like a quick 
backstory, like I, I got pulled up to debut on NXT after like three weeks of being in developmental. Like I had literally never wrestled before. I didn't even have wrestling boots. They hadn't given me like the name that I was going to be wrestling under. I didn't know anything about like what my character was going to be or what my move set was or like what my style was. And I, they basically had been preparing for this. Um, this, it was the third season of NXT, but it was the first season that it was all women. And so they had been preparing all these girls that were down to, in developmental to debut on TV. And I was just like in the right place at the right time. And they ended up firing one of the girls because I don't know, it was like this weird dispute thing. And they ended up firing her three, firing her three days before the show was supposed to debut on the sci-fi network. And so like, I got the call from, from John Laurinaitis and he said, he said, all right, kid, you're up. Like you're going to debut in three days and blah, blah. And I literally cried because I was so overwhelmed. Cause I was like, when I, I was like, this is what I signed up for. But I also, um, I was so scared cause I was like, I'm not prepared. I'm not ready for this. And, um, so when I got there, I, it was like a lot of like, it was a really, really weird feeling because a lot of people, some people were like rooting for me. Some people were like, you know, you don't deserve to be here. Um, I got like a lot of like really mixed reactions from like my peers and, and the, you know, people on the main roster and everybody like producers and writers and all that. So it was like really, really terrifying. But when I found out that Vicky Guerrero was going to be my, cause you know, everybody on, on the show was a quote unquote rookie. Um, and we all got a pro. And when I found out that Vicky was going to be my pro, I was so scared because she's like super intimidating on TV and she just looks, she's this monster heel. So, you know, and she's so believable. And so I was like, so, so nervous. And then when I actually had a chance to talk to her, which was like the first, it was literally the day that I debuted. She was so cool. And she was like so comforting and like motherly. And she taught me a lot of stuff. And so, and then on screen, um, she, you know, she had all this heat because she's just like mo monster heel on TV. And so it automatically it gave me that like super, first of all, it was like the underdog. And second, everyone felt bad for me because on the show, she treated me so badly. And like, that was like one of the huge reasons that, um, I ended up winning that show because I was like this super underdog, you know, and Vicky just treated me like really, really bad on the show. And it, and it created this, like, everyone kind of like was on my side. And, um, it was like, I'm so, so grateful for that. And, it was literally the coolest thing that could have happened to me on, on NXT. So I'm like, to this day, like her and I are friends. I haven't seen her in a really long time, but um, like, I'll always have so much love for her. And if it is, I mean, what do you miss most about WWE? There's so many things that were so hard about, about that lifestyle. Like just the, the constant travel, you know, you don't sleep a lot. You're, it's just hard to have like any type of normalcy, but you trade that aspect for like the incredible opportunities and experiences that you get. So, you know, I, I really, really loved all traveling to places that I probably never would have gone to otherwise. Like, um, I, you know, I went to South Africa for the first time with WWE and it was literally one of the most beautiful places I've ever been. And, um, and so like the, that aspect is, you know, going to a, like a new country every day on like a European tour or something like that. That's really cool. But I think that what I miss most is, just the um, the unexplainable feeling um, that you get as soon as you walk through that curtain and you make your entrance. And then when you're in the ring, it's this like, you can't describe it to someone and like no one will ever understand it until they're in like a position like that where you can literally, and it could be, you know, any scenario like that where you're in uh, in a front of a crowd of thousands of people and you can literally feel everyone's energy. It's like, 
it's so amazing. It's, and it, and it's so indescribable and I can't, I've never been able to replicate that. And, um, that, so that was one of the things that like will always stick with me, like how that felt. And it was, it's just like an incredible feeling. Uh, Celeste, if you could have a dream match with anyone, who would it be and where would it be? Man, I don't know. There's so many, just so many incredible women right now in the sport. It's, I don't know. It's like, that's such a tough question. I, I think probably the easiest answer to that would be um, to have like a, a title rematch with AJ um, after our um, our pay-per-view where uh, I lost the title to her because that match was so meaningful to me because number one, we had so much history. We're the best of friends. We had, we had incredible chemistry and both of us just pushed each other to um to be the best versions of ourselves. And, and, um, so that match was so, so emotional to me, not because I was losing the title, but because of what, like I gained through the entire experience. And I was so, so happy for her. And, and I, and so to me, matches that are very, very emotionally charged and they have a lot of story and and meaning behind them. Those are the best ones. And those are the ones that like people remember. Those are the ones that, you know, some of those, um, people when you can when you're able to relay feelings that you're feeling um to the fans or to someone in the audience like that's an incredible thing so that match was like the most emotional thing that I think I've ever been a part of and so I would love to have a rematch even though I don't know like I wouldn't want to have a rematch and it and it not match up to the original um match at payback but um that's I think that's probably the the first thing that comes to my mind if I had to pick somebody who, you know, who would I wrestle today, but she's, you know, uh, AJ's, she's not wrestling anymore. And, um, so I don't know. I, I think I'd have to like, think about that a little bit more. I think a rematch in hell in the cell. <laughs> yeah. Professional wrestling. You also run a very successful clothing line, celestial bodies. Can you tell us more about the brand? Yeah. So, um, when I was on my way out, when I was exiting, um, WWE, I, was leaving for a couple of reasons. I was kind of closing that chapter of my life and I wanted to start a business and I was like getting married and stuff and my life was like really changing. So I had started building the frameworks of my company, um, like a month or two before I left wrestling. And it was like a really just extreme career change for me. And I had never been, you know, I'd never owned a business. I had never been in the clothing industry before. And so it was all really new. And, um, I just, you know, I figured it out and I ended up launching it exactly six months after I retired from wrestling and, um, it's been five years and I learned so, so, so much. I continue to learn literally every day. Um, and right now I'm actually, um, I'm in the middle, right after the five year anniversary of social bodies, which was in June, I started this huge, um, project and it's basically like a a giant rebrand, but I'm launching like a new entity. So it's still Celestial Bodies, but the new version of Celestial Bodies I'm launching is, um, it's going to launch on Black Friday and it's called Celestial Bodies Collective. And so throughout the last five years, I spent um, so much time perfecting the um, the fit and the feel um, of my garments and they're all custom. So um, now that I really like, feel like I made the best possible leggings ever. And I know it's a really bold statement, um, but they were five years in the making. Um, Now that I've done that, I wanted to take those 
styles and those like um, those pieces that I created and use them as a basis for the new version of social bodies. Um, so I completely changed the business model. Um, so starting on Black Friday, uh, th- which is the day after Thanksgiving here in the States, it's the biggest shopping day of the year. It's like, it's insane. And so I'm going to be launching like limited edition collections every season. And so it's, it's way more fun and I get to be way more creative because now I'm launching collections that are, um, each collection will have like a theme and it's, it's, uh, limited edition. So once it's gone, it's gone. And then it's on to the next collection. So, um, Black Friday will be all about, I'm calling the collection, the, uh, concrete jungle and I'm taking element like big city elements, um, like of, you know, say New York city, for instance, and mixing that with, um, kind of like a wild side. So they're, um, I'm calling it concrete jungle because, uh, there's, a lot of like leopards and um, and really cool like wild uh, themed prints and but it's everything's the same fit and feel uh, that it's always been and that's what everybody loves about social bodies. So I'm taking all of the all of the things that everyone knows and loves about the original social bodies and I'm building on top of that into like more fun, creative, um, versatile collections. So I'm super super excited because also all of the branding is changing and that's one of my favorite things is kind of taking that creative director role when creating all the um, new marketing concepts and and just the pieces in general. So it's it's cool. I'm building a whole new website. I started new new social media handles and it's it's a huge undertaking, but I'm I'm really, really, really excited about it. What is the website so guys can go check it out? So my original website is slushalbodies with a Z.com and now that currently redirects to cbcollective.com. So that stands for Celestial Bodies Collective. So just cbcollective.com. And right now, because we're waiting to launch on Black Friday, you can um, go to the website, uh, put your email address in, and you then you're signed up for the email subscription. And so it'll be all the information about the upcoming releases, um, all the styles, and how you can get them before they sell out, and all that good stuff. Uh, moving on to Slam Force, how were you contacted? I mean, did Mr. C contact you, or did Black Lake in touch? Um, sorry, it cut out a little bit. I just said for Slam Force, um, was it Cornelius who got in touch with you or was it through PJ Black? How was it that? Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, PJ and I have been friends literally since, you know, we were in WWE and, um, I, I think I've ran into him a couple of times over the years. Um, and so we've just always been cool and he met, started messaging me over a year ago about this project and, you know, I get it. Like I know how things, how it takes time to build something amazing and um, something of this magnitude. So when he reached out to me again, like months and months later and everything had kind of finally fell together, he was like, are you still available on that date we talked about? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) So um, he and I had been kind of talking about it for over a year. And like, so I was like really excited about it because I don't do that much wrestling since I left uh, WWE. I've done a few uh, independent promotions. And then I went back for the Mae Young Classic for WWE last year, but I don't do that much. But this was such a cool opportunity that I was just immediately like, yes, I'm totally down for it. And um, what's really cool, are, uh, there's a lot of like really awesome things about uh, about Slamforce, but one of my favorite things is is being a part of it on the ground level. So 
it's creating all the cool elements of the promotion, like what the titles are going to look like and, you know, basically how they're building towards the matches and all that. Like, I, I really, really love being a part of, you know, building something. So I'm, I'm could not be more excited. Uh, we know on the 27th of October at Slam Force, uh, we'll see you versus Cassidy Cardona, Black Widow and Katie Forbes SFA Women's Championship. So what's your strategy going into this match? So, um, I don't necessarily have a strategy at this point, but what I do know is that I can, you know, based off experience, I can, um, figure out a few things here and there, but, um, I'll say this, uh, a four-way match is really tough. <laughs> um, that's an understatement. And I've never been in the ring with any of the, the girls that I'll be in the ring with. So that's going to be interesting. Um, I think the best thing to do is to really like try to understand your opponents, you know, watch their matches, um, understand what their mindset is, what their strategies are. And that's the best way to go into a match where you've never faced any of your opponents before. Um, and I ha I've been in the ring um, for the past few months. I've been training at a, a local school down here called Gang Girls Wrestling Asylum. Asylum, and um, it's it's tough. Like it's just like riding a bike, though. You you pick back up where you left off. Um, but I've been learning new stuff, new you know new techniques, um, getting back in shape and in ring shape, and just doing all the preparation that I can on my end. And um, so you know I'll be ready. And I I honestly cannot believe it's only a month away. So that's. It's not even, it's less than a month. It's crazy. Uh, so it's coming up really fast, but I, I couldn't be more excited. And um, if all else fails, I can always rely on, you know, my instincts and my experience in the past. And, um, you know, there's no really, there's no real way to prepare. I mean, you know, you can do as much preparation as possible, but when you're in there um, in the ring and you've got three other opponents, it's, you're really just left with your, you know, your instincts and, and what you've learned so far, and then you just got to go from there. So I'm going into it um, very, very excited and very optimistic. And I I don't know, I don't really have the home field advantage, but that's okay. Nevertheless, <laughs> we actually cannot wait to see you guys compete 27th of October. And again, thank you very, very much for taking the time out. We know you have a very busy schedule. And again, yeah, can't wait to see you guys get at it. Dude, thank you so much. I'm so pumped.